This episode is brought to you by Shopify. Forget the frustration of picking commerce platforms when you switch your business to Shopify, the global commerce platform that supercharges your selling wherever you sell. With Shopify, you'll harness the same intuitive features, trusted apps, and powerful analytics used by the world's leading brands. Sign up today for your $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash tech, all lowercase. That's shopify.com slash tech. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. With the Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Oi, oi, oi. It's three points of gaff. How is everyone? Do you know what I mean? You know what time it is. It's time for the Manchester's number one football podcast. We're up north, our hometown. We debate everything City and United in this great northern city of England. Do you get me? It's me, Bundit J. I'm here with City fan Mike, United fan Jay Motty. Well, it's been an FA Cup weekend, isn't it? The red half, fuming. Blue half are bouncing. Business as usual, do you know what I mean, for them? Well, listen, we're going to start with United's long defeat to Middlesbrough. Let me tell you something, yeah, I was at a gaffer for there, them Borough fans, you know, loud and clear. It was hurtful, do you know what I mean? But listen, United had bare chances. And, you know what I'm saying, it's one of them games, isn't it? But listen, we're going to get into it. Oh, yeah, Marty, let me ask you something. Was it you that sent the bailiffs to OT to, to sort out the bill for the electric or what? Because <laughs> certain man didn't get fed, you know. What happened? You know what I mean? So, listen, it sounds like to me, United have got a new training training sponsorship, £20 million and couldn't pay an electric bill. You get me, Ed left with a debt. What's going on, Marty? Do you know what? Is you remember them card meters? You used to have. I, I had a card meter growing yeah. up. It was one of them ones. <laughs> Someone <laughs> forgot to top up the card meter. And you know, you had the oh, emergency no. the emergency thing where you used to twi- twist the knob and you get the emergency five pounds. Yeah, bro. Well. I mean, to be honest with you, that just sums up where we're at our football club. Everything is going wrong. From even, you can't even dish out the pies on time. It's just a shambles, isn't it? And I, I yeah. didn't think I'd see us lose to Middlesbrough, you know, on penalties again, twice in one lifetime, let a goal twice in two se- in six seasons or whatever it is. It's just yeah. it's so frustrating. And the, the, the sad thing about that game is, for 60 minutes, we played some good football, created chances, mm. obviously won the penalty. I know we missed it. Sancho gets his goal. We look like dominant. You know, you're just, you're just thinking, feeling pretty comfortable. But then it's just United all over again. Undo all our good work, not taking our chances. The handball thing for me isn't a, it is a handball. I was a bit frustrated with that one because I thought I was like, I was given that. But even putting that to one side, we still should be able to beat a team seventh place in the championship over two hours. And I will say one thing on it you know, there's lots of finger pointing you can do, and you can say we should have took our chances, we should have done this, should have done that. The one lad I'm not going to blame is Anthony Alanga because we shouldn't be relying on a 19 year old taking mm. the 16th penalty of the night. 
to get us through yeah. or to keep us in the FA Cup. It should have been dead and buried long before it got to that situation. So, yeah, it's just really annoying and really frustrating because, unlike some fans, I'm a big advocate of the FA Cup. I've had some great times in the FA Cup, but I'm not going to have any good times this season. No, for real. And do you know what? Yeah, like obviously the first half, I thought United, like I agree with you, I thought United played some good stuff. Sancho impressed me. I thought, do you know what? Yeah, I like I like the way he, he, he played. His goal will help him with confidence and that. But that penalty from Ronaldo, obviously penalties can get missed, but now, nah, come on, Ronnie. Do you know what I mean? And I don't even think Ronaldo's performance was good as well. I didn't like it. And, and I'm starting to look at him and think, now, nah, you, you can't play next season from the start, every single game. Because... Me, myself, and a lot of other fans didn't think he'd be playing every single game. The guy's 37, he plays every match. Do you know what I mean? So that, that can't happen. And obviously, Bruno, my Lord, oh God, when I seen him miss, miss that, I thought, how, how are you missing that, Bruno? And he's starting to really do my head in my head. Do you know what I mean? Because I'm looking at him and I'm thinking, you, I don't he's a weird player, bro. Certain times he's on the ball and you think, yeah, go on, give it nice and easy. And he'll do some crazy pass that doesn't come off. But then he'll just get two assists. Do you know what I mean? So Bruno's miss, Ronaldo's penalty miss. Do you know what I mean? Rashford missed a, missed a good chance as well. Alanga had a header in the game. It should have been 4-0, 5-0 straight. Ralph should have been smiling, punching his air, walking past the Stretford end. But none of that went on and it went to extra time. I don't know how you felt when it went to extra time, but I just thought, oh, this is a long night, man. Long just, ass night, bro. It, it was almost inevitable when it got to, went to extra time. When we missed all them chances and they got that goal and there's a controversy about the goal... And I'm beginning to look at it and I'm thinking, you know, we had all this big hype as well, didn't we, about Dean Henderson and penalties? Do you remember the Europa mm. League final? And yeah, yeah. Oh, we yeah, we should have brought on Dean Henderson. He would have saved all these penalties. I thought, do you know what? I can see this got a penalties and him not saving any. Do you know, that was in the back of my mind because it's yeah, just been like yeah. that, that ironic thing of like, oh, we made a big mm. song and dance about Dean Henderson. So, yeah, it, it was it was almost like once it went to extra time, I just began to get that feeling, that sinking feeling of, this is only going to go one way, this. And we're going to end up looking yeah. back at all their missed chances and just ruin him. And you're right about Bruno. Listen, I've, I've defended Bruno and I like Bruno. But Bruno's one of them. He's just, he's like that girl that you go out with, you know, who's absolutely stunning, but he's a bit of a muppet. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. Like, she, he's like yeah. one of them. There's a lot of things that you like about him and he does a lot of good yeah. things. But there's a lot of times when you think, oh, what is this? And that's the, mm. the frustrating thing about Bruno is he's capable of so much in terms mm. of his ability. But yeah, it can be so frustrating. And we saw the worst yeah. of him against Middlesbrough because that one where he hit the post. Oh my lord. I, I can't Yo, you know, I, can't, I, I can't defend that, that really, one. It was it was it, it was terrible. It, it, yeah, just, it, something you two are right. Just checking in. <laughs> Make sure you two are right and that because I remember a couple of weeks in it on here and that I think it might have been Pundi. I can't remember talking there. I think we're gonna get a good cup running. <laughs> um, I, I, I remember, to be fair, yeah, I remember, remember it specifically. There's a, there's a song, new song doing the rounds. Uh, what's the one words again? The new song that, that you sung in here last week. The Alanga one. Let's hear it now. We, we, we lost that song, chaps. Or what? Do you know what? Wait, like, I now, on a serious note, though, I, I thought it was a done deal that game. I, I watched, um, I watched the first half. Yeah, switched it off then. It, it sickens me when you guys are having a good performance. In that first half, it, it was that decent, to be fair. And, and to be fair, when I heard it went to penalties, I couldn't, I couldn't, I couldn't believe it. Like you said, um, I thought both keepers were shocking in that shootout. To be honest with you. There was a lot of jumping yeah. over it and it, it was poor. But just just back to the 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 game itself. Mm. Where, do, you, do, you, do you blame the players? Is it a yeah. random thing? Was the setup right? 
Where do you think it, what, what what was the reason do you think was for going out there? Because I've heard the penalty miss Ronaldo, but then if you're gonna blame Ronaldo for a penalty miss, then you've got to blame Malanga at the same time. But then I've heard players didn't um players weren't taking your chances, but that can happen on, on any given day. Was it a solid back performance? Where do you think the issue is yeah. I, I, particular I, game because no two games are the same? I, I just think um if we're creating lots of chances and not taking our chances, I don't put that down on the manager, you know. I'm, I blame players more. If the performance in general isn't good enough and the system doesn't look like it's working, then I would point a finger at the manager and go, he's got his tactics wrong. But I think if players aren't taking chances, if you're missing open goals, which is what we saw, then you have to sort of take responsibility, especially when you look at the calibre of the players that were missing those chances as well. This wasn't like we played a reserve team and you think, oh, it's kids, you know, missing sitters or whatever. These are experienced players who've got lots of goals who just weren't taking those chances. And that, for me, I think the players have got to look at themselves right. as well. Yeah, uh, go on. But by the chances, who played well? Because I've heard pundits say Ronaldo didn't play well. Who, who no. are you saying? Do you know what? He played well. I thought, I thought for me personally, I know this, you know, no matter what you say about this player, you're always going to get grief either way. I thought Pogba played well. I did. I thought it made sense that he only played how many, however many minutes he had to come off because he's not played for ages. I thought Sancho did well, as pundits said. I think other, other than that, though, I think players just, you know, you look at the chance that Marcus Rashford missed, the chance that Bruno Fernandes missed. Ronaldo was never really at the races. I know he had a couple of sort of chances of missing the penalty as well. I mean, yeah, I think there's the, the, those three players I've just mentioned there should have done better. And I think had they taken their chances, you're, you know, we're talking about a comfortable win that, you know, it's not even a drama. It's just we beat Middlesbrough 3 or 4-0 end of discussion and we move on instead of dissecting a game and going, you know, who's to blame, you know, which one or the other. So, yeah, those are the players I have to look at and go that they, so in they, your did, view, that they your didn't do well enough. Team? Was that your strongest team out there? Of the players available? Who we had? Who we could call upon? Who, who else is, who was missing? Cavani. I, I think you put... you'd, you'd argue maybe Cavani, you know, would Cavani get into the team? Um, ahead of? Ahead of even Ronnie? Look at the form he's in, maybe. That's not going to happen. Let's just have it right here, right? Ralph Ragnick's going to put his best 11 out against the championship yeah. time and he, uh, uh, outside and, and he didn't have the answers. So... <laughs> nah, mate. Nah, yeah. nah. Hold on. Nah, you can't say he didn't have the answers because if you think yeah. about it, yeah, we should... Everybody and every man and his dog knows United should have won that game for. And obviously it didn't happen. But really and truly, I, I agree with Motty. You can't blame Ralph on this one. He, no. He's put a team out. The team have gone out there. They've created what seven? I think it was seven clear cut chances, clear, clear, clear chances created. They missed all seven of them. Like the manager can't take no heat from this. Do you get me? It's got to be the, the, that this that game def, definitely on the players on this yeah. occasion. Do you get me? I mean, you know, that, that's I, what I, I think. I agree. And and Ralph Radnick, just because he's new, isn't beyond reproach. If I look at it and go, oh, why did you do that? Why didn't you do that? Do you know what I mean? I mean, you look at as well the options from the bench. It's, it's not great. I mean, Anthony Alanga, yeah, he's had a good season. Yeah, mate. But it's not like we had, a, you know, a, a third talent there where you go, why didn't he do this? Why ain't he done that? For me, you know, it's not on him, this one. Go on. What's happening? Yeah. So so when you've watched City, yeah, and, and, and Sterling's missed a clear-cut chance, is that on Pep? No, nah, no. Nah, I'm, I'm not saying we, we usually win football matches, G. So, this is, this is, this is, so you know, oh, yeah, but, yeah, but, yeah, but, yeah, but regardless of we played Burnley a few times, Sterling's Mr. Sitter. Next five minutes, he's sat on the bench right next to Pep, you know. So, you know, the manager makes some big calls out there. But I get your point, it's not, I'm not putting it on Ralph. I didn't watch the entire game, so I'm not putting it on Ralph. I'm just checking in 
is the Jenkin Press going all right? That song. This guy, man. Is the Jenkin Press going all right? Hey, hey, I tell you what, though. I'll tell you what, right? What, what what I did see, obviously the squad's been depleted through the transfer window and I still feel Phil Jones come off the bench. I even saw Juan Mara. I was thinking, where's this hermit come from? I've not seen him for a long time. You get me? Where's he been hiding? Do you know what I mean? Yeah. Huh? I'll tell you, that's what I thought. I mean, he's, he's got this resurrective thing, like say he brought Phil Jones back in out of nowhere. Juan Mara for his annual FA Cup appearance. That seems to have been done and dusted now. But yeah, yeah. He's, uh... But to be fair, playing to me, he wants to have a look at the squad in its entirety, in it. And if he thinks actually an experienced one Matto will probably be a better option than a, a Scott McTominay in midfield, then he's got to work that out. And yeah, I won't argue with that. And you know, we've all seen one Matto when he's on form. Um, he's a decent player. Yeah, I tell you, I tell you what, though, right? I, I was watching him, my man come off the bench from middle. What's his name? Saul Bamba. Is that his name? He was happy, he was smiling, he was hugging yeah. everyone, saying hello to the linesman, come on, took his penalty, so easy, ran back, smiling, hug. I was thinking, what is... It's just like, I'm watching it, I'm thinking, do you know what? A lot of them penalties were top class, you know? Mm. A lot of them penalties were top class, you know what I mean? Man were just slashing it in, do, doing what they needed to do. And do you know what? It came to a long and I felt bad for a minute, obviously. Like you said, Motty, at the beginning, and it shouldn't have really been left down for him. Do you know what I mean? To have all that pressure. And I did, I, re- I, felt, I felt really so It's hard, hard enough for a young player to come and play for Manchester United or let alone any professional team. But to have that pressure taking the penalty and you go out in sudden death, it, that that will definitely hurt him. Do you know what I mean? And it's one of them, isn't it? He's going to have to grow and learn from it. And just on, Ronaldo will just, just support him. I think that's a fair, I think that's an interesting point in it. Like, mm. I'll tell you now, I watched the African Nation Cup um, last week. Egypt went to a penalty shootout with someone. And I was watching, yeah. nothing got made of it. And, and Mo Salah was going round asking who wants a penalty. And he went up to El Many. El Many went, no one. Mo Salah stood there, put his hands out, like, what you want about? So then others mm. had to step up, step up. But I suppose I'm, the reason why I'm. If you're a professional footballer and you're up there, and obviously you get given what number seven, eight, or whatever. Mm. I don't. I'm not too far. I don't think I buy that he shouldn't have been up there. If he, if we're not, no, 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 no. I don't. I don't. I don't think my point isn't he shouldn't have been up there. My point is it shouldn't have got to that stage where you're relying mm. on your eighth penalty taker at home to a team that's seventh in the championship to get past them. That's Bro, not good enough for me. That's no, my point. Like I, I understand what you mean about kid, you know. No, 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 no. I ain't got an that, issue with right? a, a, that's cool if a, a kid that, taking a penalty. You know, I've seen Anderson take penalties when he just turned sweaty in the Champions League final. That's not an issue. My point is, this oh, is a Middlesbrough team that are seventh... <laughs> that's what? I'm just saying. Um, and this is a team that's seventh in the Championship. You know, Manchester United started that game with what? You know, 160 million quids worth of defenders on the pitch and 140 million quids worth of, you know, midfielders and whatnot. We couldn't get, we couldn't get past them in, in 90 minutes or in, in even extra time. That's not acceptable. Do you so, just on that then, just on that specific part, I'll ask you both this. Yeah. Would you ex- would you expect your 19-year-old attacker to step forward before your 80 million pounds set around for the other way around? Who would you expect? I've, who would you give the ball to in a nah, shootout? I think I think with Maguire, because he took one in the Euro final, didn't he? I think he's got a bit of a thing he likes to take penalties. So 
I don't think I don't have got a problem with Maguire taking a penalty. I'm just talking about a defender per se. Forget Maguire. I'm just talking about a defender you brought in to do a defensive job and you've got a young attacking talent. Who are you putting that penalty on? Whoever wants it first. Whoever's saying I'm next in the line. I I don't I think when you take penalties, you do what you just mentioned now, Salah. Who's up next? Who's first? Who's second? Who's first? You know, like who's up for it? And if you're captain or you know, your player saying, Yeah, I want to take one. I ain't got an issue with that. And plus, yeah, yeah but you know what? We saw we saw with Maguire what he did in the Euros. He's he's better. His penalty in that well, England was probably the best one. Yeah, I was gonna say obviously that's a two. In a way, there's two. There's a twofold answer to that in it because I would probably think to myself, right, if I've got a night, just say, seventeen year old striker playing for Manchester United, one of the biggest clubs in the world, like he's good enough to take a penalty in it. I believe yeah. if he's playing for my first team at Manchester United. He's good enough to step up and take a penalty in my in my eyes in it. Like, obviously, it's pressure whether you're in 17, 25 or 38. Do you know what I mean? Ronaldo missed a penalty. He's 37, one of the best players of all time. Do you get me? Whereas, and, and then the other side, you look at it and you think to yourself, well, to be honest, if you're left back... So, for example, Mike's cholera had a sweet left foot. Yeah? Would you put Cole Palmer on a penalty before cholera, for example? I'd have no qualms, you know, from what I've seen. So, do you know what it is to me? Um, it's like, as you said, so... If we come off City, because like you said, Colour off had a sweet left foot. Uh, if we go to Wan Bazaka now, they didn't know you had a right back. <laughs> right back now. Of all the you had to go to. Hey, you know why do you always bring him up again, man? But that, but, but, so that in that instance there, yeah, um, you'd expect, who are you giving a pen to, Alanga or Wan Bazaka? Yeah, but, 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 Mike's, you look at it though, Maguire's taking a penalty. Before Ronaldo, before Bruno, they yeah, didn't know that, gonna, that's because Ronaldo did, wanted the glory. They didn't know Ronaldo he was going to get to five penalties. Do you remember when Ronaldo? Do you remember? You remember when Ronaldo glory hunting? Yeah, uh, but do you remember when he did it? He did it for um, he did it for Juve against Napoli, and he didn't get to take a penalty. And he got knocked out. He did it for Portugal against Chile, and they didn't he didn't get to take a penalty. So it's a risk that one. Saying, "Oh, I'll go later yeah. on." Because you don't know you're yeah. going to get there. <laughs> nah, for real. But you know what? Overall, though, yeah, it was a poor, poor, poor result for Man United. Another yeah. domestic trophy out the window. That's five years, half a decade now, you know, without a domestic trophy for Manchester United. Are you listening to this, people? Five years without a domestic trophy. Serious alarm bells should be going off. Do you understand me? Because, listen, it ain't going to be too hard to end up like Liverpool and not win domestic trophies for a long time. Do you understand me? Whether it's league titles or cups. Do you know what I mean? So we have to fix up. And United yeah, have to yeah, sort themselves big, out. Because, well, yeah. Say that again, bro. Nah, I'm just saying, innit? Like, the other <laughs> week there, I, I remember you coming on here shouting from the rooftops about we're a big club and we do this and we act this and we... And like you said, innit? Five years. It's, it happens, though. It happens. <laughs> <laughs> hey, listen. United are, United are still a big club. You know what? They've got major issues and major problems. You know what I mean? And... Why they need that surgery quick time, and hopefully, it's going to be in a few weeks in May and June and July. Hopefully, it gets sorted out. That's what every United fan's hoping for. But you know what? But the Glazers in charge, anything's possible, isn't it? Do you know what I mean? So, it is what it is. But let's move on. Um, after that poor result, because obviously, Langley missed the penalty, and we all kind of know what goes on online in it social media and online abuse and all them type of things. And man getting the feelings, and they go on there and they think they can talk and say certain things. Do you know what I mean? Like, and it's, it's turning sour, innit? A man are going on there and being racist and saying all kinds of stuff, do you know what I mean? Coming with waste man antics and being stupid. Obviously, everyone goes on there and gives an opinion and all that, but what's going on with all this online abuse, boys? Like, is there something that these Twitter and Instagram or whatever should be doing something about it? 
or should it just be a man can just go in there and speak his mind how he wants? Like, how how do you think it should? Like, how how, how do you think they should deal with it first off? I mean, you know, the sad thing about this is, was it the I think it was the Euros in two thousand and twelve or something when Ashley Young and I think was it was it Vassell or someone, Mister Penalty? I can't remember who it was. Ashley Young was one of them anyway. Um, and he was getting racist abuse. And we're here 10 years later still having the same conversations. Nothing's been done. You know, it still goes on. And I think I think the, the sort of the, the, the social media companies have to take some responsibility. I'm not one for, you know, Big Brother clamping down and all that sort of stuff. But there's lines that are getting crossed. And this isn't okay. So I think they have mm. to take responsibility. Because they've had a decade of this, if not longer, where they've not got a hold of it. So there's no excuse. You I mean, you can, you know, if I post a video of the penalties, right, on social media... Mm. I'll have that taken down. I'll have that removed because it's copyright. But yeah, if I went yeah. and racially abused Auntie Alanga, that can sit up there for weeks. So yeah, don't tell me you talk. can't monitor it. You can't do it because you can. You can do all sorts nowadays. Why, why, me, why, why do you think they're not doing it then, boy? I just, I mean, for starters, I think there's the probably, you know, if I'm doing a copyright copyright thing, there's a, a monetary value to that. They can get sued for copyright or whatever. So they're panicking or whatever. They've got more motivation to do it. Whereas if it's, you know, a kid getting abused, there's probably not that sort of desire. And I think that mm. might be a big thing. But I think that they have to, man. They have to. And I'm not in one for all, you know, you need to bring in this law and that law and all that sort of stuff. I think that the, 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 the social media companies should be looking at themselves and taking some responsibility because we're not talking about a one-off here. We're talking about this on the regular. And you know what? The disappointing thing is, it's like you, you can predict it now. You see a black player yeah. miss a penalty or do something and you think, you're just going to end up with some abuse now, aren't you? And sure as a day, follow, uh, sure as night follows day, it happens. And I just, I'm just getting tired of it, man. And something needs to be done. And I think that the companies need to take a bit more responsibility themselves. Yeah, but it's a, it's a funny one, isn't it? Because like, obviously, there's racist abuse and all that in the stadiums around the world. And obviously, the social media companies—they're a big part of like, how can I put it, about the entertainment industry, in it. And I believe like they've got all. They've got a lot of responsibility as well. Do you know what I mean? It's like nobody wants to take the lead on it. You're way far. I don't know what they're doing. Do you know what I mean? And then you've got, like, obviously, Twitter and Instagram and whoever else out there, do you know what I mean, that have got their their platforms. And people are obviously just abusing it. But, like, I don't know whether they really want to stop it. You know, I'll be honest with you, because you look at it and you think to yourself, listen, they've seen this. They know it goes on. Do you know what I mean? They've had complaints about it. So why are they not doing anything about it? There's a reason why they have their board meetings, their executive meetings, sat there with a cup of coffee and they don't do anything about it. We don't know the reason, but there's a reason why they're coming out of that meeting and nothing's changing in it. Do you know what I mean? Mike, what are you saying on it? So, yeah, in, in my view, I, I don't know what goes through someone's head where something happens in a football environment or professionally or anything and someone feels they need to make a reference to someone's skin colour. Um, not even just that. I mean, I think we had it a few years ago where... David Silva's son was going through some issues and all that, and the abuse he was getting online. People talked about Opie's son, and you just think, "Wow, there's some really crazy people out there." I, I'm, I'm with you guys in it. Like things can be done, and but the thing is, we always say things can be done, and you try and come up with solutions and ideas, and you think, mm. "So for me, my idea, because I think we should, you should, you should, you should, you should just sit around, and you'll probably get shot down to because I'm not thought it through." would be in terms of a lot of people said you should have to register properly with your full detail to join these social media things. Uh, but some people don't like doing that. So yeah. I firstly think one way around it is those that want to interact and engage with others, they register fully. But then anyone else that wants to start put on like a, a um, 
flimsy Flaminio account or whatever you want to call it. They can only, they yeah. can only view what's going on. They're just viewers, basically. They, they don't get to interact. They just can see what's going on. And in that way, I think there's a bit of a level of control of, right, okay, we've got your full details here in serious um, fines or whatever, serious criminal... Oh, see, so you're, so you're basically saying you have interactive users and non-interactive users, isn't it? Yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah, and, I hear that. And, yeah. that, and, that, and that way, the, the, the companies then aren't really... Because it's about views, isn't it? Getting, getting to the widest audience and stuff like that. That way, you're still getting that reach. But at the same time, those that want to hide behind, um, you know, like you see... Them, them accounts where they don't put any of the details in there, they can't, they can't interact if you are getting there and do it properly and have serious debate. Um, but then I suppose it's the old answer at what, what, what point do you stop censorship in it? Um, because, like you say, there's there can be an argument there between two people that genuinely are trying to understand each other's point with different upbringings, and at that point, then you're thinking, do you censor this? Because some people just don't know, some people think it's all right, I think, to just jump online and, and make a joke about someone's skin colour or someone's disease or a bereavement. And it's sad, really. It just shows the times we're living in and social media and internet have just made it a lot easier, in, in my yeah. opinion. Yeah, because even even when, like, you had, like, like, you've got an idea there as well. And sometimes I've sat there and thought, right, what can they really do? Like, But I think the Premier League are missing a trick. Like, this might sound far-fetched, but I don't know if this is possible, yeah. But couldn't the Premier League, yeah, say to all their members and say, listen, we're going to do our own app in it. Yeah, all the Premier League clubs are going to sign up to this app. Just, just call it, I don't know, Premier League Online or something, where people can interact with each other. So all the, basically, there's no Premier League football clubs or Premier League players on Twitter, on Instagram, on whatever. They've got their own app in it. So then, so then other people then can sign up to that app and interact on football Twitter about that. Now, it can be separate to Twitter, but this is like a Premier League thing, isn't it? I don't know. That was just one idea that flew into my head when I was driving to the chicken shop one night. Do you get me on the phone to myself? Right, do you know what? That could possibly work. Do you know what I mean? But there's, I don't know, man. But obviously, like, if I used to, though, do you think, like, what gets said online actually affects the players? Do you think, man, like Sterling and Rashford and Sancho and Saka and I sat there and thinking, ah, is this what, is this what I'm getting today? Or do you think, or do you think because... Because the PR teams are involved, there's a lot of brand protection going on. Do you think they're just kind of immune to it? I do. I do know from our sort of, you know, a couple of times we've interviewed certain players on the channel, and we've asked them that question, and they're aware yeah. of it. Some, and I can't speak for all players, but we spoke to a couple of players who say they sort of know they can't help themselves. They know not to, but they can't help themselves. But check social media sometimes, you know. And it, it is sad because you know, like what Mike's just mentioned then. The, the, the dab itself and that's just unbelievable that like that people would do something like that and you think if you've got wind of that that's going to hurt you do you know what I mean if you're Andy Lang and you've got wind of that racist abuse it's going to hurt you you know you're only a human being so mm, the idea mm. you know the obvious thing would be to just ignore it and to not look at it and not know but there's that human curiosity in there oh you know I'm trending why am I trending let's have a look and I think that mm. is part of the problem that's, you know, like I said, so, I, know I can't speak for all players, but I know some players do end up checking it and do see it. And it does get to them because the human beings, after all. Yeah. So my personal view is it depends on where you are in your journey in life, uh, Pundit. So as a kid uh, who wants to express it, who wants to impress people, wants to be impressionable and, and have a place in society where they're accepted and still searching for their, they're still growing up. I think it'll, it'll probably get to them a bit more than someone that's seen it and done it before. And then they, mm. in my personal view, they develop a bit of a hardship to, yeah, I'm not surprised. And I'm no, yeah. no offence to anyone here. There's always certain types of accounts that spew out that type of abuse. And when you see that, 
type of account, even when they're not spitting out that abuse. I think it turns them a bit prejudiced to certain things or certain certain things they see where they think, well, I'm not partaking in that because they've developed a view of, well, that's the type of um, account that would do something like that. So I think it depends on where you're on your journey. And I don't think it affects them to the point where they're not going to uh, play football, the more hardened ones. But I think yeah. it, it's, it's a different type of effect. It's more, we are where we are. Do you know no, what? Here you say that because I've had it, you know, I've been trolled and that, you know, like, and in the comments on YouTube and stuff when we do videos, it don't bother me. You know, like, I don't get it, I don't, but like, my missus will check it and find it and like get angry and like, have you seen what this guy said? And rah, rah, rah. and I'm like, just ignore it. Do you know what I mean? Like, I'm like, it just that's a faceless, that's probably some kid sat in a, behind a laptop in the middle of nowhere. Do you know what? I'm just trying to get a reaction. But yeah, but you know what as well, Marty? Yeah. I agree. But there's a lot of big grown grey back men out here that nah, are on that destructiveness as well, you know. Do you know what I mean? That's, that's a fair it's point. mad. Yeah, it's mad. And do you know what? Obviously, like online thing, I think it kind of just reflects society in some ways, isn't it? Because in society there's racism, there's abuse, there's this, there's that. Online there's racism, there's there's abuse, there's this and that. Do you know what I mean? And I think it's a bigger social. I'm not even too I'm not even trying to get too deep on it, but I think there's a bigger like social psychological thing. That, that humans in general, do you know what I mean? I've got to deal with it before certain things can get like eradicated, do you know what I mean? And it's like, I don't know, man. It's it's one of them, innit? It's like it is a long process and it's sad, in it, when you see when you like 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 when you come across it and you see it and you think, nah, you know what? People are crazy, you know. But I guess when you've got a platform for a human to say what he wants to say, people are gonna say some crazy stuff out there. Do you know what I mean? So, but it's not right, innit? And obviously something must get done about it. But does something need to get done about player power, though? Because in in football, in changing rooms, is player power... Is, is, how can I put it now? Is it one of them things where you've got to say to yourself, you know what, these players are on a lot of money, big brands, big businesses now, you know, they're a walking business, a lot of them. Manager comes in. Are they right to have the power? They're the ones that are bringing... You know what I mean? They're the entertainment. They're on the football pitch. Do you know what I mean? They're the one that's bringing the club money. Do you know what I'm saying? So is, is are they right to have the power? Or should the power be taken back and be kept with the management and executives? How are you two feeling on that point there? So, I, 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 player power gen- tends, in my view, tends to come about when there's an imbalance in your squad. Sounds quite mm-hmm. stupid, that, but I'll break it down by what I mean. So, if you've got a squad of 20, um, 20 players, let's say, and then mm. you've got three or four players that are way clear of everyone else in that dressing room and affect football results for your team individually, they mm. will have the power. Unfortunately, there's no way that's ever going to stop and change. They will get. They will be allowed to turn up the training league. They will be able to, to get away with one or two things that other players in the squad won't be able to get away with. Unfortunately, that's not just in football. That, that's in any... In a lot of walks of life, if you're top at what you do, the top man at what you do, you are mm. given a bit more leeway. But if you've got a more yeah. balanced squad where everyone's a bit more equal and it, and, and you, you've got a style of play or whatever and a system that just relies on um, commitment, obviously talent goes a long way, but y- your individual talent can can be done without, you'll find you'll have less power, player power because you will get left out, you will get found wanting and be sat there and, you know, no manager yeah, my will have it. So do you think a manager should just accept then that a certain amount of players, depending on his squad, will have that power. Do you think? Do you think it's good for a manager to go into a dressing room and realize, right? Do you know what, Ronaldo's in here. Do you know what? Let me just 
understand that he is going to have a certain level of power. I'm just the guy who's managing the team. Let me let him have kind of like that corner and I'll just deal with the rest of him. Like, do you think that's how a manager should think? Because that's just the way it is. No, no, I don't think that. I don't think a manager should just yield to a man them passing through the dressing room with big statuses and all that. No, no. What I I do think, though, is if you go and invite Ronaldo into your dressing room, who can turn around and speak to Ambazaka, then, you know, there's automatically going to be that that goof in terms of, right, you brought a man in that's clearly a cut above the rest in it. So you've got to manage mm. that in it. You've got, I think you've got to manage that. If you bring in a talent like that, if you if City sign Messi tomorrow and that, and, he, and prime Messi, or you get me prime Ronaldinho, I, I honestly mm. believe the manager's got to manage that. And anyone that thinks, nah, treat him like like Dave, the left back and that, because mm. it's not going to happen in it. You've got to... Them, them type of special talents do need special treatment in it. But it's the level of special treatment you give those guys. And some will argue, go, no, absolutely no one. Everyone should be equal in the dressing room. But that's not life. That's not society. That's not true. You've got to manage them. But you've got to manage them in a way where it doesn't upset the dressing room. The problem is, yeah. is if things aren't going well, then, you know, and you are looking for answers to try and get yourself out of a rut as a manager, and you're relying on those top man. It just man just start getting away with more and more and it becomes noticeable and then it, before you know it, you get me, there's there's players there that got a direct line to the chairman and that you get me. Yeah, yeah. It, yeah. Yeah, yeah Marty, so on that. Yeah, it is it's it is a bit of a tricky one. So what's going on with 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 Ralph? Yeah, because obviously Martial, yeah, was saying what he said. Ralph said what he said, and then obviously Martial went on Instagram and said what he said, and then Lingard as well. Just the other day, Ralph saying, "Oh yeah, yeah, do you know what I mean? Like, he, he, like, do you know what I mean? He, he didn't want to play, and he needed a few days or whatever." And then Lingard back on social media saying, "Nah, mate, I'm available. My headspace is clear. I'm ready. Ready, ready, ready. Like, well, what's going on? Is are the players trying to take a bit of power away from Ralph, or is Ralph just lying, or what? What's going on, Mike? I I can't imagine that Ralph's lying. I'll be honest with you. I feel like he's being honest." He's been honest in what he's saying. That's the sort of feeling I get the impression. Really? I get, I get, I get when he says that Anthony Marshall didn't want to play or whatever. I think he's coming through the truth and that's what he's been told. I get when he says, if you look at Jesse Lingard's statement compared to Ralph Ragnick's, what Jesse Lingard said, and I like Jesse Lingard, you know, and we've had him on the channel and we've interviewed him about mental health as well. Do you know what I mean? I know he's, you know, he spoke to us about having a psychologist and things like that. So, you know, I've got no qualms about a player not feeling the right headspace or whatever if, you, if they're not ready to play. But what he said was, you know, the club advised me to have time off due to personal reasons, but my headspace is clear. So who from the club advised him? Who said, have time off? Was it the physio? Who was it? And who's gone to Ralph and said, who said to Ralph, Jesse Lingard isn't available? Who's made that decision? Do you not understand what I'm saying? Someone told mm. Jesse, take time off, but it isn't Ralph Ragnick. So who is it then? Yeah, so but what is- Do you know what I mean? If it's Ralph said, yeah, nah, I hear that. because we had one player less on the bench than we should have done. Right. So yeah, but my... going on at the club that is severely lapsed in terms of communication, at least, at least. Right. Not, yeah, but do you think? Yeah, yeah, but Martin now, yeah. Do you think Lingard should have gone online to address it though? Even if he felt Ralph was lying, yeah. Do you think he was right to say, "Nah, do you know what? Yeah, I'm gonna go in there and say my piece, yeah, and let everybody know that actually this is what went down." Do you think that's right, or do you think that's disruptive? And do you think that is taking power away from the manager? I thought personally it was it was counterproductive. I don't think it helps Lingard's cause. I think he's done it to try and say, look, you know, 
don't have a go at me for not playing. These are the reasons why. But I think it's actually made matters worse. Because now it looks like he's undermining the manager. It looks like him the manager and, you know, not, not on the same page. It just seems to have poured petrol on a small fire. Nah. And now it's like become somewhat worse. I think if you'd have not said anything, I don't think it had been as as dramatic and as problematic as it is now. So I don't I don't think he served him. I don't think it's, it was in the best interest of either him or the club for him to do that. And I also think that statement, it, to me, and maybe it's me being a bit thick, it, 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 I just, I don't know what it meant. Like, right, okay. Do you know what I mean? Have time off for personal reasons, but my headspace is clear. What's that mean? Do you understand? Yeah, I think I that's it's Wouldn't a little bit think? contradictory to me. Hmm? And maybe who that's do you, me who being do you believe thick. in that, that, that scenario there? Do you know what I believe is going on? I just believe Ralph, yeah, has got communication back to him and, and he's just took it out as how he's took it and he took it as my man basically doesn't want to play and wants yeah. a bit of time off. Then I think Lingard's team, his PR team and his brand team, because let, let, let's not lie, I don't think Lingard typed that. Do you know what I'm saying? So I think they were on a brand protection thing where they were thinking, hold on a sec, hold on a second. Ralph's pushing the narrative that yeah. Lingard when he doesn't get his own way, goes a bit AWOL. He's pushing a narrative that, do you know what? He might not be in the right headspace. He's pushing a narrative that, ooh, Lingard, he might be a bit of a problem. He might, do you know what I mean? So I think what they were doing is, hold on a second, Gareth Southgate's watching, Newcastle might come in in the summer. Do you know what I mean? West Ham might put another bid in. Let's put something out there to just show these other people that, listen, man, I'm a good lad, me. I'm ready to play football when I'm ready yeah. to play football. Yeah. There ain't no problem on my side. That's what I personally think is going on. Do you get me? To be fair, yeah. I don't think. I, I, Go on. To be, to be fair, I couldn't care less, but I, I think Radnick, I think Radnick's lying, and I'll tell you why. Go on. Go on. So, uh, so I hear the points, you, good points that you both have made there, but Jesse Lingard is on the training ground every single day. So there's absolutely no way you're telling me that Jesse Lingard and Ralph Radnick have not had communication. I think what they've decided is because of what's gone on, I think it was a bit of a fallout with the Newcastle move. Because of what's gone on, I think the club, I've told him, right, you know what? You just, you just take a step, side step, do your thing. But why the hell did the club need to make that public? Let's start there. No one needs to be, he could have just got left out like most people do. And he could have got asked an interview, no Jesse Lingard today. Yeah, uh, tactical decision, whatever decision, he's not involved. This, that, but he's going to make a point of saying my man's not right. So he's made a point of saying that Jesse Lingard's in a space. He's got a problem with Manchester United. So Jesse Lingard had every right because none of it needed to go public and the club went, he went public first, didn't he? He did the same thing with Martial and do you know what? There's going to be other players in that dressing room watching that and thinking, yeah, this guy just throws us out to the wolves, eh? I think you've got a problem personally. That's just my view. So, yeah, but, yeah, but, yeah, but, do you, so do you, so you think then if I'm, if Ralph gets asked a question in a press conference about players at his club that he believes don't want to play for the club or have got a problem, he shouldn't tell the fans. So, 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 he should do whatever he thinks best for that dressing room environment. And if he feels that he needs to hang a man out and say, he's not his space, he don't want to play. Then if that's what he wants to do, but then he's got to expect if he's putting a man out there, a man's going to defend himself. I think that's you know, that have every right to go on social media because my man went public with his view. Yeah. He's got to expect a public response back. I don't think that, and back to your original point, I don't, I'm not too convinced that was a... Um, player trying to show power. That was Jesse Lingard defending himself, innit? My man's hardly played all season. You get me? All of a sudden now, he's turning around and saying, no, I it made no yeah, but, sense. Yeah, but, yeah, but, yeah, but you're right, yeah? He probably was defending himself, but you've got to defend yourself when you're in a position to defend yourself. Remember, we've seen pictures of Jesse Lingard in a West Ham kit on match days. 
you understand me when United are playing so you've got to look at it and you've got to think to yourself okay yeah maybe he was protecting himself maybe you're right on that maybe because we don't really know what the, what yeah, the exact yeah. conversation was do you know what I mean so maybe you are right on that maybe that obviously you are on the mm-hmm. training ground but it does, it's it does feel like pundit like you say it does feel like you know I know he gets um, his brother or whoever does a lot of his socials it does feel a little bit like someone on his socials has gone here you know, we need to get hold of this narrative because you're getting paid to be the bad guy or whatever. I'm just, yeah. I'm not, I'm, I'm not convinced that Ralph is lying, Mike. So I just, for me, that'd be a crazy thing to start lying about people in the, in the, in the, in the squad and just making stuff up. I think it, at, at, at best, it might just be it's been communicated to him by the physio or whatever. This guy's not available because he's not in the right headspace. I thought it was very no, telling. Sorry, let me let me clarify when I see lying. What I'm basically yeah. saying is, I believe the club and Jesse and Ralph have had a conversation. Yeah. And they basically said, yeah, just you're not involved this week. And, right. yeah, and, that, and my man's gone, nah, nah. Yeah. And, and they, they're telling me, it's like that. He, they're telling him he's in a headspace. And he's like, right, how are you telling me that? You get me? So I'm not saying he's lying. I'm saying that the yeah. club are trying to tell him what they think's going on. And you know, them ones where, you know, um, you're going to have tomorrow off because you don't feel well. No, nah, nah, feel yeah. no, no, you don't feel well. <laughs> I think that's what's going on. <laughs> but do you know what, though? But, but here's, here's a question for you, though. Do you think if the manager was a manager that had clout, this thing would be going on? Like, for example... No. no. You're right. No. Do you know what I mean? Like, on, sorry, go on. Because... Finish, finish your thoughts. Sorry, go on. No, I was going to say, because obviously with a manager like who's got a lot of clout, yeah, I don't know if set players would be coming out talking online and let's not let's just be honest here Jesse Lingard probably will not be at Manchester United next season so he's got nothing to lose anyway really do you get me in the, in, 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 in the bigger sense of it but also like what Mike took on before other players watching I know there's going to be young guys watching yeah and when young guys are in the dressing room they're going to be watching thinking well why if Billy can get can get spoken to like that he's not talking to me like that do you know what I mean if Billy can get away with doing that that means I can get away with doing that because what's the manager going to going to say to me I'm the new I'm the new young star so there's a ripple that goes down in it like psychologically and human behaviour we know how it goes on it, like we've been dressing rooms and people will be watching and I don't know man I think there's a slight communication problem at Manchester just, United and obviously go on Marty I just feel like Mike Feeling or whatever it is needs to start earning his money and get involved in this conversation between the players and the manager then if there is a communication problem do you know what I mean there's, there's, there's coaches who've been there for years who know these players and they can work with the manager and go Here's the script. Here's what's going on. Here's what the situation is. Because at the minute, it's just a mess. And then you've got the post-match press conference where Ragnick's getting asked to buy it again and saying, do you think if I want, if he was available, I wouldn't have picked him? Just make, you know what I mean? It just goes on and on. And I think this is why you've got all these coaches. We've got more coaches at our club and we've got players. You look at our bench, it's rammed. So some of them can start, <laughs> you know what I mean? Getting yeah. involved and being a bit of a, a connection between the players and the manager. Because at the minute, the communication seems non-existent and it's just embarrassing. Yeah. Again, yeah, Mike. Over, over at the Etihad, though, with Pep, obviously Pep's got his clout and that. Like, do you ever have you in recent times have you ever come across a situation where you thought, oh, this player, this player's trying to really kind of like undermine my my gaffer here? Do you know what I mean? Or, or is it kind of nothing, nothing like that going on at all? Um, I can't, I can't think of an incident. I'm sure there's been a few that have popped up. I started thinking was Leroy Sane when he wanted out. I don't remember him taking the, the mick and stuff. So there's players that mm. have left in it and have gone and done their own thing and that, like, moved on and stuff. And I don't recall, I'm trying to think, I don't think there's been an incident where I feel like, nah, he's, he's tried to undermine Pep there. Mm. Uh, mm. Yeah, no, I can't, I can't, I can't think of one. Even, like, the whole 
the Sergio Aguero thing. Sergio, I felt the whole Sergio, Sergio was humble and all that when people thought there's a problem here. But nah, yeah, but his dad was his, his dad wasn't no. <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> his dad, his dad was ready to get his black, his black garments on and come over and see Pep about why he's Pep crying and all that. He's lying and everything, but obviously he's not the player in the dressing room. Do you know what I mean? But seeing as we're talking about City, we're going to move on out a fourth round. Sorry, I, I see that you've got Mike. What's going? How have you got Peterborough? How have you got Peterborough in the fifth round, lad? You're going to Wembley again, innit? Do you get me? I didn't even watch the game against Fulham. Do you know what I mean? So talk to me, bro. How what happened? To be fair, if I'm going to be blatantly, brutally honest, it was a, it's a shake off the cobwebs performance for me. Um, good in some parts, mm. a bit sloppy in others. We've had a two-week break. You know, we've played a team there that are flying top of the championship. Not nah, stop trying to hype them up. You know? Nah, stop hyping them up, bro. The top, the full of the <laughs> the top of the championship. You know, this guy trying to make him sound like a Champions League outfit. You're trying to make him sound like a Champions League outfit and all that. Come on, son. I'm not, I'm not trying to make him sound like that, but they're better than Middlesbrough. Let's just cut the chase. Anyway, <laughs> so, you know, we've, we've gone there and, you know, they took an early lead with that, that the, the, the new wonder kid, um, Carvalho, that they're hyping up. And I look, they look like a decent decent players over the quarters off the hop and scored early doors. But, mm. in, in a whole, I... I, I I, I, I was very, very confident that we were gonna we were gonna win that match. To be honest with you, and like I said, there was a few rusty performances, um, but we took our chances. So I, I can't complain. It's one of those as well where you know we've got we've got Brentford in coming up next, and then um, and then and then Spurs. No, we've got Norwich. Mm. Sorry, we've got Norwich after that. Um, so we've, mm. we've got to get back on that that winning run. And so that's why I was glad we just got. We put Fulham to the sun. Like you say, Fulham were confident they were knocking it around, playing some decent yeah. stuff. Um, yeah. And like you say, Maris back from, from AFCON, again, flying straight off the mark, got two there, well-taken penalty and a, a dodgy right foot finish, which, yeah, left a lot to be desired. But yeah, no complaints in that. We're just back to winning ways and it, 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 it feels good. <laughs> yeah, he said that with a plum in it. But listen, you know what? Yeah, I heard Pep say like he likes to have 15, 16 players and plus the rest of them are going to be academy players, but they have to be good. Otherwise, it makes no sense. Because I'm, and I'm, I'm reading that quote because I'm seeing a lot of the youth players, like especially the talent, like the very talented ones, like a lot of them are getting a little few minutes here and there in it. Like the lap, it was good to see him back from injury. McAtee got on the pitch again um, against Fulham. We've seen Cole Palmer, obviously Foden solidified himself in the squad. Wilson Esbrand, he signed a contract. Is this the plan? Is this the plan now? Like, right, you know what? We've got, we buy 15 top, top, top internationals. Boom, boom, boom. And then the rest of them, we're going to blood our youths. And, and do you know something? This is the plan going forward. So as kids, because a lot of kids might look at City and think, how am I going to get a game there? I can't sign for them. I'm not going to get a game there. But if they can show that actually, listen, McAtee's playing, son. You've got Palmer playing there, son. Foden's one of our main guys, so it starts to breed a kind of like a thinking pattern of Brad. You know what? Actually, if I do go to City, there is a pathway for me in it. Like, are you glad that you're seeing quite a few kids getting a um, minutes under Pep or what? Yeah, yeah. As you know, it's always good to see a, a local a local guys lads come through and that. And um, you know, to be fair, I was impressed with uh, both McAtee and, and the lap performance yesterday. Actually, the look it was quite quite mature. Um, so good performance. Mm. I think that's been uh, McAtee's best performance for the first team, in my opinion, for what I've seen from yesterday. He was getting on the ball. He just looked, 
just looked part of the furniture, didn't he? Just there stroking it around, getting on it, nice swivels and stuff like that. He, he, he played well. But back to your point, though, in terms of, yeah, I don't know, I wouldn't say... So, the plan around buying 15 and just like, well, I actually think the plan is, as McAtee's and Foden's grow, we buy less. Because a lot more of them have come through. I don't think there's ever going to be a model where we've got a 15 academy players representing their first team, because that, that's this utopia, isn't it? In terms of a football mm. model, you're not going out and spending any money, and a lot of them are just coming through your academy. But what I would say is, I think the idea is at least one, two, become mainstays in that team. So then you're not having to go out and buy um, big players every year. And to be fair, you know, we, we, we're not actually splashing the cat. Jack Grealish aside, it's just one and two that we're bringing in now. It's not, we're not having overhauls and bringing in. Yeah, but that's, but that's, but that's. Yeah, but that's because you've got a good foundation now, isn't it? Like you've got the foundation, and they're all of a good age. Because let's not let's not forget. Well, obviously, when you bought KDB, Raheem Sterling, John Stones, Amrit Laporte, Zinchenko, Gabriel Jesus, all these men, what between the ages of twenty three and twenty six, even you know, Leroy Sane, do you know what I mean? So you've got a group of players that are gonna kind of grow together in it. So all it needs now and again is maybe one or two star players and maybe a youngster that's talented coming through and just adding to it, do you know what I mean? Adding to the cake, do you know what I mean? And and that's what City have built there. So, uh, do you know what I mean? It was good to see the lap out there because there's a lot of talk about him, innit? Like, being, he, he bangs goals in, in the academy. He's had his injury problems and now he's back out of there. Stones, though, leaping like a salmon for a header and all that, like, seeing his goal, do you know what I mean? Like, how does he solidify his spot again, though, in the team, Mike? So, it's a mad one that with our defenders at the minute because I don't think... It's weird... Pep's just got a, a rotation system with our defence at the minute where I think they're all getting enough games to feel like they're not being left out. And I think he's spreading the big games across them as well. I think, like you say, Ruben Diaz is now having a breather here and there out of the team. So, and it's good because, again, it doesn't feel... It gives fans confidence or me confidence that no matter who comes in there, we generally should be OK back there. So I don't know. I don't. I don't think Stones considers himself not in the team at the minute. Um, mm. So it is, it is one of them. I suppose it's a bit different when you get down to me, and uh, you, you just think the rotation got Champions League and a, an FA Cup final going on here. Yeah, I, I, yeah. I need to play. So yeah, um, yeah. But yeah. check it when you when you heard the news that McAtee signed the contract. Was you buzzing or was you thinking? Mm, yeah, yeah, nice. Keep it moving. Or would you like, yes, I'm glad this guy signed it. It's a talented, it's a talented youth team product. So obviously I'm happy that we're keeping them because obviously there's been a bit of talk around one or two jumping shit. Like you say, the Sancho's and that kid that went to you lot. Um, so there's one or two that haven't decided that actually. <laughs> Charlie, Charlie McNeil, is that the one you're on about? That, is that, that his name, yeah? <laughs> yeah? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, so... So, obviously, you're glad, isn't it, that you can keep holding them. Obviously, they're tied down now. So, it is focused now. We're just getting first team, getting embedded into that first team, first team football. Yeah, to be honest with you, when I seen that Cancelo signed on, I thought, oh, my days, Cancelo signed on now. Like, do you know what I mean? Like, problems, you know what I mean? Like, because Cancelo, he, obviously, Pep was saying that he had a few issues when he first came and now he's got to know him as a person and rare, rare, rare. And I thought, okay, Pep, man management, yeah. Do you know what I mean? Done his thing and now Concello's is one of the most important players in your team. As far as I'm concerned, anyway, as an outsider, watching when I, when I watch City, I see Concello, I think he's vitally important. Do you know what I mean? Obviously, there's rumours of Bernardo might be signing a contract or not. 
contract or, or not sooner or later. Don't know. We don't know what's going on with him. And there's also talks Pep extending. Do you think Pep's going to extend, Mike? I hope he does. Um, I hope he does. Um, but I'm trying not to put my headspace in that of he's going to, because when he's done, it'll be the end of the world. So, um, <laughs> but to be fair, the, the, thing that makes me, the thing that makes me a little bit confident is, is what job is out there offering him the same benefits as this job? And there's not many. There might, there might be a few, but there's not many. So it's not like there's a... And the, the one job you would have thought was Barcelona, but he's done that. So I don't know. I'm, I'm a bit more confident than not confident, but obviously you can never say never in life. You know what? For, yeah, for some reason, yeah, I just see Pep managing Brazil, you know. I don't know why, though. I just feel like... I just feel if Brazil they, could, they call could put something in your crunch, you know. Hey, yeah. <laughs> I leave my country not alone, son. Do you get me? Perfect. You know what I mean? But yeah, I can... I don't know why. I, just, I can just imagine Brazil coming for him and saying, yo, Pep, come to the favelas. Come to Coca Cabana. I can't even say it. Copa Cabana. Do you get me? Come and show us, come and show us that, that, that football that Brazil's always known for. I don't know why. I just see it. Do you know what I mean? And maybe... Eh? I think the players have gone mad. They want five and six touches in midfield with a spill on the top and Pep will be going, yeah. absolutely no chance. <laughs> <laughs> I'll, I'll nah, be interested yeah, that... to see what, what Pep can do with Fred in his midfield. There you go. There's a question. Hey, you hey. We'll see the answer. Just, just how good he is. <laughs> yeah, man. But do you know what, though? Obviously, it was FA Cup. And I want to touch on the fact that FA Cup sometimes a little gateway and a little pathway for the kids to get to a football match. You know what I mean? And I seen Fernandino talking about his son was a ball boy and that versus Fulham. I think he's been a ball boy before, but obviously, it's nice, isn't it? Your dad's on the pitch. Your son's a ball boy. Like, if you used to, have you used to ever wanted to be a ball boy? Ever. <laughs> it's a more random question, I think. Yo, you know <laughs> me, man. I'm random. Come on, you know, you this know what time is in this guy. What do you do with your chocolate digestives? Um, <laughs> you know what? I ain't gonna lie to you. There was a time when I would have liked to have been a ball boy, yeah. When I because I used to, you know, go to Old Trafford as a kid and I stopped going with my dad. And I used to so you know them ones where sometimes I wouldn't have the money, try to jib in and all that, try to hustle yeah. and Duck and dive outside if I can get him somehow. So being a ball boy would have given that easy option. But yeah, it was never a, a mad thing. Like I'm, I'm desperate to be a ball boy because you know I used to like going to the game and messing about and having a laugh. My, my, my mates not sat there having to do a job. Yeah, Mike. Mike's what about you? Um, nah, I've never thought about. I mean, um, I remember uh, like I said, mascot ball boy. It's never, it's never really, um, it's never really crossed my mind. But what I do. Remember is, uh, you know, when we used to do practice back in the day, and the ball used to fly over the bar, and you have to go and you have to go and collect all the balls and that pundit and that. <laughs> <laughs> nah, me, that no. <laughs> I was the one putting them in the onion bag, son. Do you get me? But nah, nah, it is what it is. I've never, I've never, uh, never, I've never mascot ball boy. It's just never really, really appealed to me. I think I would have probably I would have been the guy that tripped up as a mascot coming out and that would have been it. He would have been insulted. <laughs> <laughs> Someone would have come for you 20 years later, found the clip. Nah, for, nah, for real, do you know what I mean? And obviously, like, 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 there were City fans out there talking about it as well. Uh, Matt Pidd, big up Matt Pidd, do you know what I mean? He was on Twitter and he said it was so refreshing to see so many young faces at the Etihad um, experiencing watching City for the first time. Genuinely, genuinely heartwarming to see took me back to when my dad first took me to Main Road in the Kipax in 99. And to be honest with you, like, FA Cups, it is an opportunity, isn't it? Like, do you know what I mean? For, for kids to get tickets or for families to go along, do you know what I mean? Where the Premier League tickets might might, might all be sold out. Sometimes the FA Cup tickets are, are available. So it's a good chance for, like, for, gold, for, for girls and boys to go along and 
catch a match, do you know what I'm saying? So, yeah, man, it sounds like there was a good few kids in there, do you know what I mean, um, versus Fulham. And now nah, I've never wanted to be a ball boy as well, lad. So <laughs> I just want to put, put that clear. I never wanted to be a linesman either. I don't understand how someone can wake up and just want to be a linesman. I've never understood it. I need to, do you know what? We need to get nah, a linesman nah, on here. Line, line, linesman's like, you know, them ones who, who wanted to be a copper, but they end up being a security guard. I think that's what, <laughs> what happens with linesmen sometimes. They want to be a ref and it's like, nah, yeah. not, not for you. Not for you, son. You go and run alongside the line. You're all, all right. Hold on to this you. and put it up every yeah. now and then. <laughs> yeah. All of them. Yeah. Nah, brilliant. But do you know what? I want to shout out this player. Mike, check it. Yeah? Skill. Panache. Footwork. Dribbling. Body swerves. Flair. And go on the inside. He can go on the outside. Important for his national team. And will continue to be. Who am I talking about, bro? Can't be Bernardo Silva, that. Nah, mate. Riyad Mahrez. I want to shout out Riyad Mahrez, you get me? Because you know something, yeah? before we dip off, right? Like, you mentioned him before, and I thought, you know what? Sometimes I feel like it. I feel like he might be under un, underappreciated, you know, certain times. Do you know what I mean? Because and a bit underrated. Because since 2020, he scored the most goals in all competitions for City, you know? 36 goals. Can Do you I know just what I mean? One second, before he... That could have been on. any of our front line. By the way, <laughs> why'd you, why you give him these punches? Yeah, I don't even know. Aligned him up. You've known him what? longer than me. You've known him longer than that. I know, I know, I know. Give I know. him these tappings, weak him. Oh, I'm sorry, Marty. I'm sorry, I'm sorry. I don't know why I do it. Eh? I totally agree, though. Matt, he's been, I think I mentioned it on here before around uh, one of our best players of the year. I think, I think, I think, I think I went with Riyad Maris, didn't we? We had our end of the year wrap up. Um, yeah. And for those reasons, you just need, he's just, yeah. I'll be honest with you, when he first signed, Work completely sold on him. Took a while to to and to pep to what do you call it? Reprogram him. And since then, he's a vital cog in this team. And like you say on our bro, got yeah, out. yeah. Trust me, bro. Do you know what? Here's here's one for you. For the past seven seasons, he scored more than ten goals in every single one of them seasons, bro. So since 2015-16 at Leicester, all the way till now, he's done. He's done his thing on on the wing. There's not many wingers that can say that consistently. And listen, you know what makes a top player, isn't it? Consistency. And to be honest with you, Riyad Mahrez, whether it's been at Leicester, where they weren't expected to do, any, to do anything, or whether it's at City, where they are expected to do something, or whether it's for his national team, Algeria, he's doing his thing. Do you know what I mean? So big up Riyad Mahrez, because he has got a lot of stick over the time. Do you know what I mean? But we'll get deep into him at some point. But lads, 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 another week, in it? Yeah, another week gone. Been busy in Manchester. Premier League, Champions League, it's all coming now, do you know what I mean? So it's time to get hectic, do you know what I mean? Motty, we need to get our helmets on because this is the business part of the season and United are messing about. You get me, bro? We We need some positivity. (laughs) We need something to look forward to, man. Yeah, bro. Mike's is having a lot of fun, bro. He's he's been having fun for months. You get me? Oh man. This is like, we pick the worst times to start doing this podcast. (laughs) (laughs) But nah, for real. But listen, people, you know what time it is. You know what it is. It's three points in the gaff each and every week. We're here. Do you know what I mean? Me, myself, Pundit J, alongside Jay Motty and Big City fan Mike. Spotify, Google, Spreaker, Apple, Legacy Radio, 90.1 FM every Wednesday, 11 p.m. Tune in. Send it to your friend. Do you know what I mean? But listen, people, for now, have a good week and take care, yeah? We're gone. Sports Social Podcast Network.
Hello, it is Ryan, and we could all use an extra bright spot in our day, couldn't we? Just to make up for things like sitting in traffic, doing the dishes, counting your steps, you know, all the mundane stuff. That is why I'm such a big fan of Chumba Casino. Chumba Casino has all your favorite social casino style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere with daily bonuses. That should brighten your day, Lil. Actually, a lot. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. That's ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. VTW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus.